Oh, hello friends, this is David. This episode is a bit different. We present this episode of Scale and Shadow as a special bonus. It's actually two bonus episodes in one, if you're asking. The first part is about Lareth the Beautiful, who might have been a surprising and or confusing name drop in the recent episodes. As long-time tadpoles, as this American Dice fans have taken to calling themselves, will already know Lareth was the main villain in episodes 1 through 3 of Scale and Shadow, which more or less followed the Village of Hamlet module. Don't tell anyone, but we played that as a single, pretty long one-shot to test out how well Dungeon World could adapt old-school adventures. The answer was quite well, and based on that, we decided to keep the story going. But I always felt that Lareth got the short shrift there, since we had to finish up in one setting. I rushed things a little bit, and in our game, he managed to summon an avatar of the elemental evil, sure, but he died a grisly death in the process. A main villain dying in the first round. Wild. That's never happened before, right? But, hey, since everyone was on board to go against the cult of the reptile god, I thought there might be some room to bring him back and have him serve a greater purpose to the story. Bringing him back from the dead with a strong vendetta seemed like a great choice to make the stakes of the story a bit more personal. And that's not totally without precedent. I don't want to spoil too much, but Gary Gygax's original version of Lareth had much bigger plans and importance to the Queen of the Spider super adventure. One that many agree was the best storyline D&D ever published. We really made him our own character here, but I mean, I wouldn't underestimate him as you keep listening. So, to refresh everybody's memory, I added together the highlights of Lareth's appearances so far, including some premonitions a couple of characters received that warned of his return. Anyway, anyway. The second part of this bonus episode is tailored to anyone that would like to bring this version of Against the Cult of Bugtrow God to your own Dungeon World table. I used the supplement Perilous Wilds by Jason Lutz to make some, I think, pretty fun NPC followers. And you are welcome to put them in your own game. In fact, I'll give you the tools to do so. I also cooked up a few magic items for Dungeon World. Two of them we've seen or heard of at least so far. And I'll include them here in the show notes. But reading is boring. And fortunately, I found somebody who introduced them and the NPCs far better than I could ever do. Stay tuned for that. Join us next week when we return to our regular BHS tapes. But until then, thanks for listening. And let us know what you think. I was not Calmert at all, but no, my name is Lareth the Beautiful. <laughs> is he head, beautiful? Head, oh, he's very handsome. Oh, okay. He, it's basically Jamie Lannister is how I'm picturing him. Oh, okay. He's like blonde and handsome fella. Maybe he like opens his robes a little bit and you see like kind of the same like uh, the eyes. Oh, scarification? Yeah. And he actually maybe pulls out from somewhere like um, one of these stones that's all yellow and it starts glowing and in fact yellow wings come out and he just takes flight kind of looks down at you and he's like oh you you want to come up here with me and an instant kind of like swoops down and just grabs you takes you up in the air and all right it looks like he kind of twirls around he's like going over to this pit so i've like got my arm outstretched and it's growing brighter and brighter and brighter brighter and then i'm like almost grasp of something invisible. Yeah, and this is like um, slow motion style. He's like swooping in like over this pit. This and, is and then I shout, HALT! Actually, my hand, just in that blazing purple, is grabbing him. Oh, that's From awesome. afar. Cool.
he can't fly anymore, and he's just like, it's fine. Two sacrifices even better than one. Caster, like, runs to the edge of this thing. Uh, the spear, like, whip out the barb with, like, his arm whip out, and you assume it's, like, an attack, and it misses Lareth, and he's like, ha oh, you've missed. And instead, you see that the chain, like, has wrapped around um, Lohan. So then um, he does, he just, like, careens into the side of this well, mm-hmm. this, like, bottomless pit, and just, you hear, like, a crunch, kind of, like, Darth Maul style. Uh-huh. He just hits it and then just continues falling. These four elemental pits kind of just shoot up, like, geysers of whatever element or mm-hmm. energy is happening. And it, this fissure kind of opens up and this, the elemental evil creeps out. There is a stirring in darkness. Two eyes snap open and cast a sickly yellow light, revealing a small circular room of gore-covered bricks. The ceiling of the shaft is only darkness, but the floor is coated in a wet mass of broken bone and ruined flesh. A misshapen limb lifts shakily as bones and skin pop and stretch back into a human hand. The rest of the bloody pile slowly grinds itself back into the form of a man. That man stands up slowly. His yellow eyes stare hungrily upward. Lareth the Beautiful begins his ascent. The Bad Dude Club? Okay. Oh, they're just called the Handsome Men. I guess you can figure that out too. They're supposed to be getting prisoners and then shipping them off to this lady. You don't really know who it is. Just shaking the shit out of this guy. Where are they sending him? Where are they sending him? Who's this lady? kind of slowly like smiles at you and he's like our leader he's been looking for you I don't think he will ship her or him off to uh, the reptile god he'll probably want to talk to you specifically reptile god yeah they had a partnership going but uh, he's going to make an exception when Lareth the Beautiful hears that Caster is back Quan you are visited by strange dreams throughout the night a man made of filth in a wooden mask hiding in a field of grass. Flash to like gross looking like rotted. It's like a man at this point and you can um, see that he's like a, wearing this, I want to say like a porcelain mask that's just like carved with this like jagged like spiral shape. Okay. Just that person, like maybe in the darkness I guess, like you're seeing this stuff and then he just spreads these like glowing yellow wings behind him and then you kind of come to and you're like oh that was a hallucination well hey there welcome come on in come on in yeah I know you've been looking around for old Galliander's artificer shop and you found yourself smack dab in the middle of it welcome now, I know what you folks are looking for. You're looking for something wonderful, something magical, something that shoots out sparks and beeps, and and I don't have any of those. I'm sorry. But over here on this shelf, I've got some wondrous items. Why, look, right here. Hold on, let me move this cat. Now, let me move this other cat. Here we go. Oh, the cat is biting me good. But you'll notice that I have... The Wand of Wonder. Well, I don't have the wand itself, but I do have a picture of the wand that I drew 
from memory, from having seen it. Again, the cat is biting me very ferociously. And if it wasn't a sexual thing of mine, I would tell the cat to stop. But those are the breaks. See, the wand of wonder here. You see, it's this thin, bronze wand, roughly the length of the average person's wrist to their elbow. Prime area for a cat to bite you. And along it, there's three strange words embossed on its surface, seemingly at random. Try to find a pattern. I'll wait. Cat's getting me good. Ooh. A spout lore roll might tell you what the words on the o- are in the old tongue. It's in it, but the thing is, yeah, just, old tongue's an ancient language used by witches and warlocks and other foolish souls. Legend said that all translations of the dead language were expunged from history by an emperor in ages past. You see, he was jealous of the power of the words provided his lessers. So what do you do when you got this thing in your old paw? Paws. Hmm. You see, when you focus your mind and point the wand at a target, you roll plus your int. On a ten plus, choose any word from the list and cross it off. On a seven to nine, you roll two d6 and add the result and cross off the corresponding word. If that word has already been crossed off, then you cross off the next lowest available word. On a miss, the GM chooses one or more words to cross off. As soon as a word is crossed off from the wand of wonder, the target suffers an effect inspired by that word. A word of warning, though. In some cases, the intended target will not be the only recipient. Go ahead, take a look. Again, it's not the actual wand. It's a picture of the wand that I drew from memory. You see right there, one says Fien, two, Rainboga, three, Hyernen, four, Brid, five, Elton, six, Dor, seven right there says Hylian, eight, Nyherian, nine, Freodisk, ten over here, turn it, turn, turn it. Don't turn the whole picture over. Turn it upside down so you can read the word. If you turn the, it's a one-sided piece of paper. If you turn the picture around like that, it's a goddamn blank piece of paper. Ten, clayin. Eleven, windabone. Twelve, right there, Baron. Thirteen, down there, right over here, Hilfjer. You like my accent? See, I can do accents. People said I can't. People said that an old artificer who lives in a hut in the swamp and Let's cats bite them all day. Can't read. Well, now who's laughing? All right, all right. Now, it seems that there's one more. Get get out of here. You get out of here. I said get. Go on and get. You've got to stop coming around here. Nobody wants to talk to you. Get. Sorry, everybody. That's my daughter. Just kidding. That's not my daughter. That'd be crazy. She died. All right, I got one more item to tell you about here, folks. And if you look real closely here, look real close, real close, closer, closer, a bonk, got your nose. Just kidding, folks. (laughs) Over here is where the item is, right over here. And again, it's not the actual item, it's a picture of the item. With a write-up, just like we're at a museum, which is what this store kind of is in a sense. So let's just take a look-see here. What do we got? The laden spraked. A dusty and tattered spell book written by a warlock in the ancient past. It includes a few spells, notes on contemporary matters that have lost all context, and most importantly, a detailed analysis of an object the author calls 
the wand of wonder. No, not the one that they found at the airport in your sister's carry-on bag. That's a different kind of wand of wonder. You see, when you first spend an hour or two of uninterrupted study with the tome, add plus one to use the wand of wonder. Additionally, you may add the following spells to your spell book. Detect magic, fireball, visions through time, and animate dead, which are wizard level one, wizard level three, wizard level three, and cleric level three, respectively. And by that, I don't mean that they're respectful spells. They can be used for all sorts of ill purposes and disrespect, but I mean in the order that I said them. There's a section of the Leidensprout with an attempt to translate the infamous lost language known as the Old Tongue. The following 13 words are noted in the tome. Fien, end old things. You should probably avoid it. Rainbow, a rainbow color. Doesn't say you should probably avoid it, but I'm going to go ahead and say probably avoid it. Hernan, horn, a roar. Again, it doesn't say it, but I'll say you should avoid it. Bred, bird in flight fears no heights. Again, I, would, I wouldn't recommend it. Avoid that one, too. Ayrton. A small world made smaller. That's one you should avoid. That's my suggestion. Door. Passage. An escape. I'd say pass. Pass. Passage. I don't want it. I'd avoid it. Hellion. Healthy. Hardy. Hail. Sounds good, but again, I'd avoid it. Nihirian. Silence. Unending. Unlike sleeping anywhere near me. I get the night terrors sometimes, and I just start wailing. I wail. By that, I mean I hunt whales. You see the oil and their blubber. It's a prized commodity. And spermaceti candles are the only way I can light my study. Fry the script. Soulmates. That's what my friendship bracelet says. I'd avoid it. Clayin. Ultimate purity. That's the weird ball that my dad made me go to when I was a little girl. Oh, you thought I was a man? Now who's the racist? Winter burn. The burn of the season's final winter. Hmm, doesn't sound bad. Just kidding, I'd avoid it. Burn. Scion. Legacy. You know, like my daughter would have been. Just kidding. She died. Hellfell. All hell itself. Avoid! Avoid that noid. Let's talk about some of them other characters that we encountered in our story. Oh, you didn't listen to the earlier episodes. <sighs> oh, wait. Go ahead and go back to the early ones. Not all the way back to the very beginning. That'll be a whole different show. And depending on how many other episodes have come out, it might have been kicked off the main podcast feed. So instead, you go ahead and you listen to the early Scale and Shadow ones. And then afterwards, you can go on other things and listen to the rest, too. Honestly, you should go all the way back and listen. So let's talk about it. That girl that Simulgar met, Ren, W-R-E-N, in case some of you don't know how to spell. I can. I can read. Who told you otherwise? Bunch of liars. Ren, the apothecary's apprentice. She's got a quality of one, loyalty of one, and the traits smart aleck and inexperienced. Her tags include potion-wise and healer. And her instinct, the thing she usually goes to do, is to find her father. And the cost to get her to work with you. Well, that's per either pursue her instinct, help her find her father, or teach her magic. She don't have no armor at all. She can do a d4 damage. And she's got 5 HP maximum. She can carry 2 load. She's got a satchel of potions, some poultices and herbs. And her big move is potion purveyor. 
So what does it mean to be potion-wise? You may add plus quality to spout lore instead of intelligence plus int when dealing with potions and herbalism. So let's say that you want to take check out some kind of potion and you got real shitty intelligence. You're the kind of person who people think lives in a shack in the woods and can't read. Well, then in that case, you roll plus quality. In this case, Ren's quality is plus one. It's basically the equivalent of her level. The very idea that we just say she has one quality, the fact that we're talking about a woman really sounds problematic. So, you can roll plus one instead of, let's say you have a zero or a minus one, and you're real shitty with intelligence. Here, you could be okay. She also has the skill healer. Alright. Shouldn't say skill, I guess. What is it? Tag. When using bandages or poultices and herbs to heal, add she can add plus quality. So that way you're a little less shitty about it. Alright? So, same deal. She's a potion purveyor. When you've got a moment and ask Ren to buy one of the potions she's been working on, you roll plus loyalty. And again, her loyalty, her willingness to work with you, is a plus one. Now, if you ask Ren to do something that goes against her instinct or uh, without putting forward her cost, then you might have to make a loyalty roll. Since she has some loyalty, it'd be a little easier. If she had higher loyalty, it'd be even easier. So... When you have a moment, you ask Ren to buy one of her potions she's been working on. Roll plus loyalty. On a hit, you can reduce Ren's loyalty by one to receive the potion on the house. You could pay her asking rate, or you could pass on it. If you choose to pass on it, add it to her gear. Anyone can buy it later. If she takes any damage, though, all potions listed in the gear are destroyed. On a 10+, plus, pick any potion from the list below. On a 7 to 9, though... Roll 1d6, and that's the only potion she has ready. If you need something else, it won't be ready until the next successful make camp roll. We've got a few of these. Some of them have funny names. Others, they don't. You get a one. That's a bubbly flavored water. Take plus one forward. So refreshing. You can buy it from her for two coins. So plus one forward just means whatever your next roll is, you get a plus one on it. A medicinal cocktail. You can heal four HP. Tastes terrible, but it's good for you. She'll sell you that for five coins. Get yourself an antitoxin. You can cure a poison or a debility. That'll cost you ten, po- ten points. Oh, hold on. She's selling things for points? Let me just take a... Nope, coins. Coins, my, my mistake. Points was something that I was interested in when I was a younger man. You get a healing potion. So just like you get in the regular old Dungeon World book, you can heal ten hit points or cure a debility. But that's going to cost you 25 coins. You can also get yourself a potion of bark skin. Heal four hit points and take one forward to AC. So theoretically, just the next time you hit, your AC is one higher. That's going to run you 30 coins. Or something very useful of the GM's choice, and that's 60 coins. So that one doesn't have a fun name, just something useful. But of course, we also ran into Edric. And by we, I mean us, right here in this shack in the woods that I'm talking about. And by ran into, I mean encountered in the story that I'm telling you now. So listen up. I see in the back there, looking at your phone. That's right. This takes place now. You think that this takes place in the same time that the story takes place in? No. Get off your phone and listen to me. You're in the woods. You don't have good reception. And I did not give you the password to my Wi-Fi. Edric the Bloodhound was another character that our crew ran into in the old Scale and Shadow tale. He also had a quality of one, but a loyalty of zero. His traits included jaded and death wish. 
and his tags were Nightwise. Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, because he's a knight. Cautious, organized, and warrior. His instincts is to give in to temptation and slack off. His cost was debauchery, specifically alcohol. Hmm. Yeah, now don't you go looking cross-eyed at that jug that I got with those three X's on it. That's pornography. That's why I keep my pornography in there. It's not liquor. Don't try to drink it. He had two armor. Remember, he was described as having lots of big old armor. Damage was a D8 plus one. He did have a big sword. And eight HP. He carried two load. He had a big old long sword. Dingy plate mail. A scarred holy symbol. And his move was sense great evil. Something I sense every time I see you spying at my jug with the three X's. Now, not wise... You gotta understand, Natwise was a move that he has, and by move I have, I mean tag. You can add plus quality to spout lore instead of intelligent when dealing with knights and knightly orders. Same basic thing as the girl from before, but instead of potions, all about knight stuff. Being a knight. Jousting, listening to Alan Tudyk talk about how cool you are, also playing the Joker. Those kind of things. He could also sense great evil. But before that, I have to tell you about how he's organized. Unlike me, who's reading from different spots on this page all over the place. Sorry, I I took your advice earlier and I was flipping the page over and I got confused. Ah, I forgive you too. Thanks, I'm glad we're friends. He's organized, you see. He'll follow a well-thought plan or a forceful leader. And he's a warrior, so that means he does one damage. Which gives him that plus one that I mentioned earlier. And of course... His move, sense great evil. When Idric takes a moment to focus, or at an, any inopportune time, he has sent a traumatic awareness of the nearest great evil in the direction and an approximate distance to find it. So, there we go. We've got Edric the Bloodhound, a very drunk, possibly lazy knight with a big old sword who's haunted by visions of evil. We've got Ren, the young apothecary's apprentice who's trying to brew up potions and knows all about herbs and poultices. And, of course, we've got the Wand of Wonder. Put it in your hand, say a weird word, and a bunch of stuff shoots out, but you won't go know what it is. Anyway. Now, I know what you were asking for was, can you use my bathroom? And the answer is, yes, you can. Here is the key. Now, it is attached to a board that has all of those same 13 words on it. And, son of a bitch, this is the wand. Damn it. Well, fair's fair. I gave it to you. Go to the bathroom. I'll see you later. This is why you can't keep the business open. Yes, yes. Come in. Welcome to Glermann's Artificer Shop. I have many an interesting item for you. Perhaps we can go to this shelf. Look at the shelf. Aren't you interested? You see... My accent slipped again into kind of the guy at the beginning of Aladdin, but whatever. I was trying to go for like a Scandinavian thing. Let's try that again. 